The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Here we go. Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, this is actually a part two continuation from Tuesday's episode. So if you haven't caught Tuesday's episode, I highly recommend you just press stop on this episode and just go to that one, listen to that one first, and then come right on back to this episode and listen because you'll be most likely really confused um, because we're just picking up our conversation um, that I had with John um, from the a local drive-in theater, one of six drive-in theaters in the state of Virginia. It is a dying breed. It's becoming more of a novelty, uh, an, an attraction, if you will. Um, literally, he's got he finally got a, a, a sign up on the highway attraction sign. If you know when you're driving on a highway before you get to an exit, you start seeing those big blue signs coming up telling you about like gas, food, lodging and attractions. Those are some of the common signs. And for the longest time, the exit that this driving is on has been blank. Like the attraction, there's an attraction sign there. I don't know if every exit's required to have that or what, but they just had this big blue empty sign that said attractions and nothing was on there. And he's been fighting, you know, to get that. And he talks all about that. We go into that story and, um, you know, he finally got that up there. So it, it, it's literally because drive-ins are an attraction, like it's a destination. It's not like a regular movie theater. And the fact that there's only one of six in the state of, uh, of Virginia and within 100 miles of this area, my area, his area where the theater theater is, there are no like there are no other. <laughs> the, the next closest one is actually in North Carolina, which is another state. So the other ones in Virginia are more than hundreds, more, more than 100 miles away. So it's a destination. It is an attraction. Um, it's a very unique situation. Uh, my my family and I have been going to this drive in for years, pr- probably shortly after it opened, to be honest. And I had no idea until after going there after a while and, and, and meeting him and because he's just such a personable guy as, as as you'll probably get that sense from listening to him on the podcast and uh, hearing his story and, and him telling how he loves to just go around and talk to everybody and shake hands and help everyone out, help, help the staff, obviously, but help, you know, people if they need help tying down their, you know, their, their roof hatch, you know whatever, you know, answering questions, just making sure everyone that's, a, that's, that's there is having a good time. That's, that's his number one goal is to create this environment, this experience for all the families that attend. So it's it just, it's just really remarkable what he did and being, being there, you know, every time, you know, year after year, when we have gone there for different movies, you, you can just feel it. It's, you can just have that, you have that feeling of how much it matters to him and how much passion and, and, and blood, sweat and tears has gone into it and sacrifices, as he said. 
And I just really thought it would be a great opportunity, you know, since I have a podcast. I mean, we've been going there for years. I didn't even have a podcast. So now that I have a podcast and yes, it's focused more on lawn and landscape, but for a while I've been wanting to get some entrepreneurs on here, business owners that can still add value because there's a lot of cross, a lot of cross, um, information there, a lot of knowledge that we all can share and experience no matter what we're selling, what service we're providing, whatever, there's still a lot of commonality there, a lot of lessons to be learned and tips and tricks to be, um, discussed and shared and so on. So anyway, I say all that to say, this is the continuation of that episode. Uh, I, I, I look forward to my continued friendship with John. He's a great guy. I really enjoyed talking with him. You know, we had a good, well over an hour podcast as well as all the, you know, off air before and after the podcast, we, we, we hung out for hours. Um, you know, I got the behind the scenes tour of a, of a drive in. I mean, it's, if you, if you, if that kind of stuff, um, intrigues you, just imagine like I, you know, it was, it was fun. It was a good time to be able to see what goes into the makings of, you know, a, a drive-in theater and, and all that. So, you know, the projector and digital now versus the, the reels and, the film and all that stuff, like just, just, just really cool, really cool to see it and then to talk about it. And I just really wanted to share it with you guys because he's a smart guy and he's got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of great things to share and, and a lot of lessons to learn, um, potentially and just, just his work ethic and the sacrifices and his passion and all the challenges that he went through. So again, whether whether we're mowing lawns or we're opening up a drive-in movie theater from scratch, you know, being one of six in the state, there was more than that at the time, I think, and it's whittled. It's been keeps whittling down. Um, you know, when in, in, in a time when people are closing drive-in theaters, he's opening one. You know, it's just I, I think it's a captivating, an interesting story. So I wanted to share it with you guys. I hope you enjoy. Again, you're going to be really off if you didn't listen to episode one. So definitely go back to episode one and listen to that first on Tuesday and then come right back to this. If you're coming from Tuesday's episode, welcome back. Buckle up. Here we go for the conclusion. We used to have a two page waiting list of folks that wanted to work here. Hmm. And nowadays in the last, what, nine, 10 months, whatever it is, it is very hard to to pull together um, a pool of candidates. I don't know where everybody went. Yeah. Everyone's asking, where did they go? That's I mean, the million dollar question. Right? <laughs> and the ones that you do have interviewed and everything, you know, is the work ethic there. Cause right. you have to maintain standards. Right. And we were uh, fortunate enough, you know, for the beginning of this season that, uh, and well, let me backtrack. The reason we, all of a sudden, we're in that predicament because we had a l more uh, college graduates move on than in years past. Mm -hmm. It hit us, boom. At one time, yeah. Right. And we had um, a lady who had been a manager with us for since the beginning. Uh, her husband's experienced some health problems, and she had to kind of bow out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we miss her, but we understand. Right. Um, so we're able to pull together uh, some staff for this year, uh, along with the the ones from, you know, the last few years we pull all everybody together. And so far it's working out great with this reduced staff. Um, the kiosk really play a role with that. Truth be told. 
Yeah, I was going to say that's a great job, a, a great timing for that because right. w- with any kind of staffing, it, it, it replaces part of your staffing to a certain degree. It does. And, um, you know, I, I personally don't like the idea of replacing people, people. with machines. But right. But if you're in in this, here we are. Yeah. Right? If you need to, you need to. And uh, it's worked out really great. And actually, it's sped things up phenomenally for everybody. Yeah. Which makes the people that you do have, the staff that you do have, hopefully not be as stressed, right? Now they don't right. have to worry about dealing with all the, the transactions, you know, the money stuff and ordering and people, you know, doing, the, you know, how it is. It's a whole, that whole part is a nightmare in, in and right. of itself. So just being able to give people their food is like half the battle right there. So that it, that's helping the staff you already have, having a better time. So It totally is. And, you know. They hustle. Sometimes they have to hustle a little quicker. They're starting to move quicker than in years past. Right. But everybody uh, that we have, um, like you say, they look like they're smiling. They're smiling. They look like they're having a great time. They really are. They work well together. And that comes back to trying to, as a manager, you got to put together a team that's going to work well together. Weakest links? Yeah. I think everybody's got them. Right. Uh, you've got your, you know, your first string crew, your second, and maybe a third. I I can honestly say we've got nothing but first string and maybe a, a couple of second string, and that's only because they're still new. New, right? Um, but um, you know, you can't. Um, you know, this isn't rocket science, right? <laughs> what we're doing, right? So right. Uh, you can you can you can't coddle a, a, an employee uh, at any level um, because it's not fair to the other employees. You don't want them to kind of bring the ship down where they're having to kind of work a little harder to pull this person up. Uh, there's always that kind of training phase, and we're we're op- we're always open minded to that and very sympathetic to it. And we we try to support everybody. We want them to enjoy working here. When you were a kid, your first job. I know my first jobs. The bosses were pretty rough, <laughs> you know, and yeah. the pay wasn't great. Um, there were no perks whatsoever. And I remember as a kid saying, "Man, if I ever have my own business or I'm in a position, I'm going to make sure the employees are treated right." And, you know, enjoy working there. And so I've tried to do that. Um, I get better with it every year, I think. Um, and it seems the employees get better every year. So there's something, there's a correlation there. I don't know. But uh, yeah. uh, we've been overall very fortunate. Uh, but the last year, like a lot of businesses, uh, it's been a challenge. Yeah. I mean, there were nights that we had to, and weekends we had to reduce our ticket counts just to handle the crowd. We we could have sold out every spot. But well, you didn't have enough staffing. Right. Yeah. And so you got to make a call there. Do you go for the quick buck and have the customer have a, a pretty lousy experience waiting in lines and things like that? Um, and then they walk away saying, wow, that wasn't the best. Yeah. Um, that's really smart. And yet again, that's another example of how automation is helping because by you automating the ticket sales online, that helps if you are short staffed or, you know, have less staffing than, than you wanted a particular night. Now you can just go online and reduce the amount of tickets you can sell so that you can, everyone that does come has a, a good experience. Exactly. That's, that's awesome, man. I love that. That's great. <laughs> you know, you know, you're a drive-in theater. You want to keep it old fashioned. You want to keep it wholesome. And we are, uh, but there are some things you can still do to modernize it, to improve the experience, but not lose that kind yeah. of classic feel right which i don't feel like that's lost at all 
in fact, it just keeps getting enhanced. What, what, where, so where do you keep getting these ideas from now, now that you've moved past the initial, like, let me talk to try and find someone to talk to me. And you got the one guy and this and that, like, and that, a lot of trial and error, I'm sure. But like, where are you getting the rest of these ideas that keep popping up? The, uh, the old, uh, the old legal, legal pad at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I mean, there's gotta you know, be some, a better way, right? right? Let me figure it out there. I mean, where do we all get our ideas from? Um, it's uh, it can happen anywhere. You're driving down the road, um, or whatever. You can sit there and just kind of you know bite your nails and think, what am I going to do here? I don't think there's any entrepreneur, any small business owner uh, that hasn't just you know, well, there's got to be a way to improve this. Mm-hmm. You know, things have got to get better. So you can wait for things to happen, or you can kind of like do something to kind of jumpstart it a little bit. Yeah. And does it always work? No. I mean, everything. What's, what, what, what's an idea that you, that you tried or wanted to do that didn't work? If you don't mind sharing. <laughs> I think prepackaged ice cream. I know it sounds simple, but really <laughs> we tried pre- prepackaged ice cream mm-hmm. and we thought it was a great idea, but we could not keep the freezer cold enough. And we were selling like these sloppy uh, ice creams. Yeah. And, that didn't last long. Yeah. Um, Do you sell ice cream at all? You still have the ice cream yep, trailer this, out there? Yeah, we just opened the ice cream started last week. Soft, we went to soft serve about four or five years ago. Yeah. That oh, was incredible. Probably a lot easier. Yeah, you got to yeah. stay away from that, though, because I'll, uh, I'll hit that up. <laughs> I hear you. You yeah. know, it's, uh, everyone loves ice cream. The soft serve we, we offer is, uh, is very, uh, it's premium. It's so good. So, yeah. you, know, you know, in terms of our food, you know, it's very hard to be everything to everybody. Now, we're a drive-in, but we're driving in the 21st century with all sorts of uh, different tastes, and there's food allergies to consider. Um, so we cannot have a massive menu of just everything. Um, one thing we did do and it uh, was we introduced um, gluten-free items, and we introduced some veggie-only items to accommodate those folks. That seems to be the two predominant um, requests that we had. Um, and they've been very successful. Um, you know, do they outsell a, you know, a tater tot or a gooch dog? No, but you know, they, they're there for those folks that they can come and enjoy the driving with their families. Right. And they know that there's going to be something on the menu that, th- that they can eat safely. Yeah. Where'd the gooch dog came, come from? I'm glad you brought okay. that up. <laughs> the old gooch dog. Okay. So when we're building this, you know, come up with this concept and everything, well, you got to have signature dishes, right? You watch Food Network and, you know, Guy Fieri and he's, these places have their signature dish. Well, oh, we're yeah. a drive-in, you know. We, <laughs> you know you're going to have the, the, all the classic American fare, but there's got to be something. Um, so um, my wife came up with it. My wife, Christina, came up with the idea uh, of the gooch dog. And there were several different kind of incarnations of it. And so in the beginning, when we were trying to put together a menu, we had all these different vendors give us different types of burgers, different types of hot dogs, blah, 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 tater tots. And we had uh, invited a bunch of friends over and we had a a taste testing. We had everybody kind of come out and there were several different versions of the Gooch Dog. And everything you see on the menu is something that was the... Um, the favorite, majority, yeah, the yeah. favorite, and the version of the Gooch dog you see was the favorite version of it, and 
It's our best seller. Yeah, we love it so much. We just tried to recreate one the other day at home. Yeah, it was Good not. It was, yeah, it was not. It was not the same. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those things like Reese's peanut butter cups. Who hasn't tried to make their own Reese's peanut butter cup? But it never tastes just. It yeah. tastes good, maybe, but it's right. not like a Reese. Right. So the uh, the Gooch dog is a fun thing. It's a. Uh, it's you know people will try it. Everybody likes it or loves it. No one hates it. Right. You know. And, um, my son just had one for the first time when we were here the uh, what well, last weekend or whenever yeah. it was, and um, he was like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna try one because <laughs> that's what what my, my daughter and I would always get. Like we just are, yeah. we like we like obsess over the gooch dogs. Like, oh, we can't wait to come to go. We got to be hungry so we can get a whole bunch of gooch dogs. Well, it will fill and you it's at up. a fair price too. So well, you know, you gotta, you know, this last just like you said, you got to keep things fair and. You know, there's been price increases over the years. It's they're out of necessity because the right. vendors and everything. Um, but it's still not like you're making it eight dollars for a Gooch dog or anything. No. You know, so. no, no, no. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, I, I've kidded around the years. Hey, we're too cheap. We're just too cheap. <laughs> but uh, you know, in all honesty and all seriousness, we'll keep the prices low. Uh, we've had many people tell us, vendors especially, hey, your prices are too low. Yeah, and. They probably are. I mean, we got dollar refills on soda and all drinks. I mean, it's, this place is the bomb. I mean, man. I don't know if I'm that good a businessman. <laughs> I don't think I'm that good a businessman now. Now they get oh, to think about it. You are because yeah. everyone just keeps coming back. Yeah, and we love they it. Keep coming back. We so. love it. It's been really neat. You know, I mentioned earlier about, you know, a generation or two that just did not get that driving experience. You know, there are pockets around the country where they are. New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, those three states have the most, as you mentioned. But Right. Um. To me, it's been really rewarding to see a kid around Central Virginia growing up with a drive-in and thinking it's a normal thing. Yeah. And some of these kids have literally grown up. They started coming here when they were toddlers or kindergarten, and now they're in college or about to go to college. Yeah. And and they'll say, yeah, I came here when I was little, you know. And I think, wow. <laughs> I'm getting older, right? <laughs> but uh, you yeah. know, the, the the place keeps you young. Um, the hours get a little crazy sometimes. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, but you never dread going to work. Um, every night is different. Um, the customers, um, the guests, the patrons, whatever you want to call them, they are wonderful. Uh, it is the general public. So once in a blue moon, you may get somebody that just you know doesn't want to maintain that wholesome atmosphere right <laughs> but um yeah. that those instances are extremely rare mm-hmm. and um you know it's it's great it's it's wonderful that you know they're they're here because they want to be here right and this is a destination i think that's partly why um you have you know um not as many of those kind of incidents because people aren't going to drive all the way out here to start trouble. You know, they don't even know this exists. If the, those kind of people don't even really know this exists that much. And if they do, it's like maybe they just had or had a bad day or something, or they came with someone else that knew and they just kind of wanted to raise a ruckus. And you're like, what's going on here? Well, you make a good point. There are those folks that, you know, they come out here and, you know, everyone's used nowadays to bad service. You see it everywhere. You do not get that kind of welcoming service. And I'm not talking about in your face, like, you know, hey, welcome to you know, welcome to Crazy Larry's or whatever. It's uh, it's genuine. It comes from us from a genuine place, and I think that has resonated with folks. And we've had folks that came here; they're a little apprehensive of everything, and they turn out to be your biggest fans because they found out this is the real deal. Yeah, and um, that is another rewarding factor of this job. Yeah, and it is a job. It is work. Um, 
what does your family think about all this? I mean, obviously they were a part of it from the beginning and I'm sure, you know, there's what, how they felt then in the beginning to now is different and all that. But what, um, what, I mean, just <laughs> what, what are they doing now? What, how do they uh, feel about all this? Well, you know, do they come to, to the, I know you said before off camera, off uh, air that, you know, you had like bunk beds in here and TVs so the kids could just shack up and just right. hang out. Cause you know, you're just like bootstrapping it all the way. So you can be here and do what you got to do and grow this. I mean, now my daughter's in college and my son is about to go away to college. So wow. it's, it's been, a, it's been a few years, you yeah. know, 13 years, a yeah. lot happens, right? Yep. Um, yeah, my daughter's in college and my son's in high school. So I, I think we had this conversation last year that our, our children are are similar ages. Yeah. Right there in that same yeah. bracket. Yeah. So, you know, starting a business, running a small business, um, especially with the type of, you know, the dynamic of a drive-in, it's it's not nine to five Monday through Friday. It's it's evenings, it's weekends. So it's a life, it's a lifestyle. You, my life changed a lot. Um, after a while you stop getting invited to the, uh, the weekend party and the cookouts because, you know, you're just not, you know, they know John's not going to be able to be there. Yeah. And, uh, so it, uh, it, it's been a lot of sacrifice. I won't, uh, I can't lie about that. And, you know, the plus side of it, um, you know, it's, we've, it's afforded us a, a, a great life in some respects. It's had, I've had some a lot of flexible time to be at the school plays and I've been able to go to the, the practices and the games and things like that. Um, but you know, everything's a trade off, you know, I get three and a half, four months off a year and that's great, yeah. you know, but that's when the driving's not open. I'm right. still doing some sort of work, right. you know, right. um, that doesn't bring in income, but, <laughs> right. uh, you know, like we were talking about earlier, there's always on these, off days when it's pouring rain or something, there's something that, you know, as a business owner that needs done or you can do uh, to stay, you know, somewhat productive. Right. And that's what we do in the off season. And we come up with these ideas and we come up with ways to implement them. Um, for whatever reason, uh, a lot of these ideas that I have, they'll hit in the 11th hour. And uh, I'm like, all right, we got to, we open in two weeks. All right? yeah. We're putting in kiosks. <laughs> it, it was, that's kind of an overstretch, but I mean, yeah. and then our operations manager, Adam, who you met, uh, he joined us up in 2016 nice. and, you know, just uh, kind of part-time helping out with parking security. And that is really, his role has really grown uh, to where now he's basically the operations manager and he can, if I need anything done, any kind of wild idea, he can implement it. Mm. And he also helps manage the place and make sure it's yeah. where it needs to be. That's good that, that you got like a kind of like a right-hand man to help. Cause this, this place is really growing for sure. And and you, you made an impression on him definitely. Cause I remember he said, you know, you, you would, you would uh, dig a hole with a spoon if you had to <laughs> dig holes with a spoon. <laughs> well, you know where there's a will, there's a way. And yeah. uh, sometimes you have to work with what you have. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. 
it's worth it so in so many ways all of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and uh, meet new ones find new ones and all the networking opportunities a lot of great events great food great times great educational opportunities as well there so go ahead and check it out if you don't know what it is you can click the link in the episode description there and you can check out all about it as well as register uh, you can use my code lcr to save 50 percent off at any time but if you register before september 9th you get the early bird discount which means with the 50 percent off it'll only be ten dollars per person if you use code lcr again that link is in the episode description thanks guys hope to see you there Toro's new Revolution Series lineup provides you with a smarter, more connected fleet that makes your operation more efficient than ever before. It's the products you already know and love, just supercharged with Toro's Hypercell battery system. Learn all about Toro's new Revolution Series line at revolution.toro.com or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. And I think that's, I think that's what he meant by that. <laughs> He's like, can't we just go to Sunbelt and rent something? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, which we have. But, right. um, you know, he's been on this adventure with me the last few years. And, uh, you know, I couldn't do it without him. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, I, I could, but I wouldn't want to. You know? Right, right. And it's really a funny thing because before he came around, I remember just, you know, you say these little prayers. And I said, man, God, I just wish I had somebody you know, they could be the right-hand man and, you know, could kind of help me out on these things. Yeah. And then, you know, within a year or so, all of a sudden, this guy interviewed and it turned out to be much more than you really thought. Yeah. So when you interviewed him, you you weren't thinking this guy's going to be my right-hand man, right? No. You just thought he was going to be a good asset to the team, right? Right. I mean, he was a, um, they, he and his wife just had a baby. He was looking just to, he was, at that point, he was playing the role of stay-at-home dad, but he was looking to bring in some income. Right. And, uh. It really just blossomed from there. And At what, what point did you see that transition? Because a lot of folks listening to this are probably in that same boat with their employees or looking for a right-hand man or a crew leader and all that, myself included. I mean, it goes up and down, right? You know, you find someone, you lose someone, all that stuff. So what? at what point did you see that transition or did, did it click? Like, wait a minute, I think there's more to here with this. You know, I had some basic projects and I was looking to take a little bit of the load off of me with just some painting and things. Yeah. And... Uh, it was at a house um, down the road that we had bought um, to kind of fix up and sell. And I'd never really done that before. And I thought, well, I'll just paint it and you know, <laughs> put it on the market. But then as you delve into these things, you really realize that there's a lot more to them, especially a 90-year-old house. Yeah. And I you know, given him the chore of kind of helping out with paint and maybe switching out a couple of light fixtures. And come to find out, he really had more skills in his tool, tool belt um, then he had let on when I first met him. And so we, we got through one phase of it and I'm like, Hey, how about this? Can we change out the faucets? Okay. And it just, it kind of went on from there. So this, you know, two week little side job turned into a five, six month project and the house turned out beautifully. And, um, the family that bought it still lives in it and enjoys it. It's a young family. So, but, um, he, um, you know, his background, you know, he didn't let on everything he knew, you know, uh, yeah. and because the, the role really didn't demand it. Right. But as, as things would pop up, he's like, you know, yeah, I can tackle that. And he's resourceful and mechanically inclined and he's good with people. So, um, yeah, he's become a, not just a, you know, the quote right hand man. He's also just become a, a, you know, a trusted friend 
and um, we work a lot of hours together <laughs> closely. So, and what time do you guys normally come in on a typical? Uh, obviously, the word this is like it's a Tuesday, so there's nothing going on. But like on a, you said you're gonna Top Guns coming out on Thursday, right. so so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You're yep. going for four days, uh, yep. four days straight, right? Yep. So, what, what, when do you come in on Thursday, or do you come in on Wednesday? Like, yeah. what's the deal? So, we'll start uh, as far as like prepping for the uh, the weekend and everything. We'll pull, you know, get together all the orders and everything from the vendors. Have those ready to go by Thursday. Um, the staff will start coming in as early as two o'clock. Uh, start prepping. Start getting the kitchen ready, cleaning up. Um, you know. Then we'll start kind of just in phases, have staff coming in. Uh, it's all about prepping, cooking, cleaning, uh, making everything, you know, ready to go. It has to be turnkey. Um, and then I'll come in usually, you know, sometime around 4.30, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock. just depends on the night. Um, <clears throat> sometimes earlier. Maybe I've already been there all day, you know, doing other things. So. Yeah. And I rush home for a Take quick a shower. Yeah. Shower oh, nap. Na- yeah, naps, that's always a dream. <laughs> I say today I'm getting the nap in, yeah, and it doesn't happen. But uh, that's okay. Um, I'm used to it by now. But um, you know, as soon as the gates open, you know it's showtime. Yeah, and the show goes on. You know, yeah. you always hear that about you know show business, and we're show business to a degree. But I mean, the show must go on, and and the first customer when they walk up, everything needs to look pristine and clean. The hundredth customer when they walk up, everything needs to look pristine and clean. The consistency has to be maintained uh, because we don't want folks to, well, what's it going to be like this time? Is it going to be just a mess everywhere tonight or is it, uh, you know, busier nights, it's more of a challenge. You really have to stay on top of things to keep it fresh and keep it neat and clean. Uh, We do a pretty good job of of that. Um, Yeah, I agree. But uh, there's always room for improvement, of course, and there's always, um, you know, you can always hustle. You can always take it into that next gear, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, some nights require that, but that's true of anything, right? I mean, some days you may, like today, maybe you had clients that you were going to be, mm-hmm. you know, working on and well, you can't now. So now tomorrow and the day, so you've got to find a way to fit those in yeah. to get those going. So you definitely have to, to pull up that energy and get everybody motivated. Let's get this done. This is how we're going to do it. Right. And sometimes maybe you have a customer, uh, uh, employee call out sick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or yeah. Un- they're unavailable. Right. right? <laughs> and uh, so you've got to find a way to make this work. You scratch your head, you know, you'll sigh and go, all right, we've done this before. We'll make it work. And we're going to do it in a, fa- in a way that, you know, the customer's still going to get that experience from us. Yeah. And it, whenever we've dropped the ball, uh, we'll be the first to admit it. And I, there have been nights where I've gotten on the, the announcements and said, look, you know, this has happened or whatever. We apologize. Wow. You know, free drink refills and then we can figure this out. <laughs> there you go. The so, only time I've ever seen anything like that happen in all the years was the, the last time we were here. There was a tremendous amount of fog that, that came through. We couldn't even see the screen. I was like, that's really unfortunate. We could actually see the beam of light from the projector going all the way to the screen. Cause it, it was like, like the, you know, the laser trip wires and mission impossible, right? Spray the stuff. And then you can see the laser, you could see the, the, the light. Yeah, yeah. It was so thick that we could just see the light coming out of the building onto the screen. I was like, man, that's unfortunate. So well, that you, clears up sooner you, or later. It did, but it, yeah. uh, I tell you, it, uh, you just, uh, touched on something that most people don't realize. They always think, well, rain, that's a, that's a, that's a show camp. Cancel, cancel, right? Your rain, rain's not your enemy. The fog, <laughs> right? And 
in 13 years, we've only had fog rolling maybe five times. So that was one out of five yeah. times that it got so that you, bad. Yeah, that was history. Right? Wow. That was history being made. Wow. And then, you know, sometimes it will lift, it will come in, it will lift within, you know, minutes. And other times it may hang around Just for the duration. Around. Yeah. Well, it, it did go away, but it was yeah. there for a little bit. So, Yikes. so you, the got, closer, you, find, you got on the, on yeah. the PA and was like, hey, folks, just hang That was there. that night, right? Yeah, yeah. that was that night. <laughs> just it, bear uh, with us. It'll, it'll head out it, sooner or later. You always want to be optimistic. <laughs> right. you, know? you don't want to just, you know, you don't want to tell mistruths or anything. Hey, this right. thing should lift up, you know. Yeah. We were optimistic and it did. But, uh, you know, when it comes to weather... What we found, and maybe you too, and we talked about this a little bit off the air, was that uh, most of the time here, the weather turns out better than forecasted. Yeah. So not like to a, say if it's, like it's, it's a little bubble. <laughs> it is a bubble. There is an umbrella up there, we think. Uh, <laughs> we will see rain pass behind the screen a lot of times and go to the this way, to the left or the right. Wow. But we've also had where it's raining on this side of the snack bar, and over here it's completely dry. Wow. It's uh, but most of the time the big the big stuff really misses us. Yeah. But there have been a few times where it hasn't. And one thing about rain or storms, it usually, at least in this case, it passes pretty quickly. Yeah. But fog, yeah, we don't. Uh, we're not fans of the fog or anything. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, you can see in the rain. We can't see you the fog. You cannot see in the fog. Now, if you're down close to the screen, the fog isn't a big deal. Oh. Okay. But when you're back, yeah, yeah, it's uh, like from up here. Especially, you can't see anything when it's foggy. Out. Yeah. But uh, again, five times out of you know however many shows in thirteen years, so it's a lot of shows. That's that's some good fortune right there. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, will drive-ins be around in twenty, thirty years? I'd like to think so. Uh, I think people are always going to have a, a desire to to get out of the house to do something with their friends or family that's fairly inexpensive, that maybe has a little bit of old fashioned flair to it. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, you know, but people ask, well, will theaters, will indoor theaters be around in five or 10 years? I think so. I think so. Theaters and the cinema business has endured, um, you know, television in the fifties. They say, tele- they used to say television was going to kill, uh, movie theater theaters didn't happen uh then um you know vcrs cable tv hbo was a big thing there was a lot of talk in the 70s about that in the 80s uh that didn't kill theaters um now driving suffered because not just the urban sprawl and whatnot but um it was a um you know just drive-ins typically would play uh b movies uh, second, third run movies. Mm. Well, that's where VCRs came in and filled that niche all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, so the drive-ins that survive today um, play first run movies. Yeah. And we do the double feature, which is a real bargain. Yeah. Um, where you can see the, a brand new release and maybe a release that's, you know, two, three, four weeks old. Right. Sometimes longer. Right. Uh, that maybe you wanted to see, but you didn't want to see it. Right, you know the first go around. So, but even sometimes, it, yeah, I remember in the past, pre-COVID, or maybe even it was it was at the back end of it too. You'd have like, like old movies, you know, like just like old movie night or whatever, you know, fun things that you whatever you guys called them, and it would bring people in just to watch some fun old movie. I don't even remember some of the examples, unfortunately, but you know what I'm talking well, about. Well, all of 2020, all the the studios pulled their new releases. Yeah, and we were told that hey. Mid-June, mid-July, you're going to have the new releases come back. Well, that never happened. 
And we, even then, we were shaking in our boots because, you know, we can run retros, but for six weeks, no one's going to come for six weeks. Yeah. It ended up being the entire season. And folks came out, and they really enjoyed. A lot of people never got the chance to see Jaws on the big screen. Right. Or Raiders or Goonies or some yeah. of these iconic movies. Um, yeah. yeah. Willy Wonka, you know. And and I think it it was just a, a nice respite from everything that was going on. It, yeah. it really took people back, you know, to a time when they, um, or a time in America when everything was kind of, quote, you know, much simpler. Right. We always envisioned, you know, the previous generation as much simpler and, you know, more puritanical. And that is true to some degree. But, um, yeah, everybody I see that comes here, they just want to have a good time. How, how do you get the movies? That's a question I've always wanted to know. You have an agent, you have a booking agent, and they are your go-between between, between um, the theater and the studios. And we show double features. So you have to, and we show them at a price a lot cheaper than an indoor would. Right. So when you show two movies for less than the price of one movie somewhere else, you <laughs> right. have to go to you know Studio A and say, hey, I want to show, you know, show your big superhero movie. And you go to Studio B and say, hey, I want to show your action movie with this movie, and we're going to pro- we're charging this. Let's work a deal. Yeah. So there is some back and forth with it. Uh, folks always ask, well, why don't you put your schedule you know, out two or three months in advance? It's hard for us to plan. We like to plan. Mm. You really can't because it will come down to the wire you know, just a few days before. Wow. Um, where you can strike a deal wow. uh, to play those movies together. Has there ever been any movie, you don't have to mention the movies or anything like that, but has there ever been times where you just couldn't get a movie that you wanted to get? If we, we can get any movie we want that's in release. Um, you know, I've got a Herbie the Love Bug, an actual Volkswagen Herbie the Love Bug, and I've always wanted to show Disney's original Love Bug. Mm. Well, that's in the Disney vault. Right. Disney's tough. They're the toughest out there. And once movies are out of the, uh, or in the vault, so to speak, and out of print or out of release, you right. can't get them. Right. During COVID, a lot of these movies suddenly became available. Yeah. Thank goodness, because we were able to show these great right. movies. Yeah. Um, Back to what you were saying about the movie theaters, um, <clears throat> like TV, you know, versus movie theaters. I feel like TV is for fa- family and friends of family and that but when you go to movie theaters, that's you know, now you're experiencing something with other families, families, right. and it's a whole another broader level, and it's a different experience. Like, like even my son was like, you know, I, I love coming to the drive-in; it's a different experience. But also, the indoor theater is a different experience too, because you're surrounded by people, and everyone's chuckles or right. oohs and ahs and all their reactions. I mean, <clears throat> man, you know, going back to uh, Avengers Endgame, that was epic yeah. when when Captain America like. You know, got got the uh, the the hammer, yeah. the horse hammer. I was like, "What?" I was freaking out. Like that's like one of the most it iconic was, scenes ever, and the whole theater just goes nuts. It was communal. You know, it was yeah. a communal experience, and you're all right there reacting to that together. And right. uh, you have that at the drive-in, uh, but you've got that buffer of that you're in the car or parked next to someone, so you're not on you're not elbow to elbow. Right. So you still have the communal experience, which is great, but you still have your own little pocket. Right. You know, and that's what movies do, whether you're at the, the drive-in or at an indoor cinema. And some folks really enjoy that experience. I, you know? Myself and my son included. Yeah, we, we, we like being connected, like going to see 
doesn't matter how epic the movie is if we go and just happens to be an off time and we're like one of like 10 people in the theater or that never happens here but like if we were going to the theater like in the winter or something there's there's no that's not the same feeling as when you go you know opening night you know my wife could never understand that i'm like i have to go opening weekend (laughs) so i can get the full experience you want that right yeah Yeah, i want to be a part of that and that's uh one of the great things about our when we do special advance showings you know, the folks that come for that, that that showing that takes place a day before the rest of the world sees it, and you'll get a nice crowd for that. Those are fans of that movie, and they want to be there, and they do not want to have to run the risk of hearing a spoiler right. Friday morning. They want to get there for it. Right. And even that, even everybody that comes out the premiere weekend, you know, they're, they're a big fan of that movie. They right. want to see it. And yeah. so you really have to prepare for those type of movies Yeah. Uh, when you're going to get a huge, enthusiastic crowd. Yeah. So um, just wrapping things up, um, you're talking about the future of cinema and uh, what about your future here and then and, and drive-in? You're actually talking about the future of drive-in specifically. Well, what is your future of the drive-in? I mean, I saw over the last few years, you already expanded. You have a second screen now. And um, so t- tell us a little bit about that, how that came about and what are your future plans? You know, you can plan for the future and I, I have to some degree, but I, I guess I'll just leave it with this. It, it, as soon as this stops being re- fun for me, as soon as I, the ideas dry up, I think it's probably time for me to move on to the next, whatever that dream is. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I kind of self-appointed myself. My my official title is you know president, owner, and chief executive dreamer. <laughs> so when I stop the dreaming process, right, um, to really just kind of. You, know, you start with a piece of clay and you try to make some sort of masterpiece with whatever skills you have. And, you know, for me, that just turned out to be a, a driving in the middle of the country. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you know, sometimes I'll joke around with folks and, the, you know, they'll say, well, what do you do? And I'll say, well, you know, I run a popcorn stand, you know, and, and oh, then you that should kinda, tell people that you run one of six drive in right. the state of Virginia. That's well, kind always, of a big deal. It always it always leads to more, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Well, you, you don't always say around. that, but yeah. you're just joking around. Yeah. And uh just the I guess it you know, today if you say you own a drive in theater, it it does instantaneously just bring out some conversation. Yeah. Because there is the curiosity factor of it. Yeah. But um a lot of folks want to they always ask, Well, what do you do? Full time. Yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> well, this uh, is it. So yeah, this is it, and it does take a lot of your time. Yeah, I but mean, uh, you know, people I t- are crazy. I, 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 I encourage people to uh, you know dream big. If you've got an idea, you know, and you believe in it, and you believe in yourself, um, you know, do your due diligence. You know, really investigate it, uh, and 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 question yourself, and question the way you would do it, and lean on some people that maybe have some experience or have been through some sort of own their own journey in starting a business. There's a lot of information out there, maybe not particular to your particular industry, but some generalities, you know, that, that kind of go across the board. Right. So I've seen that in you and, uh, you know, I've tried to, to do it in my own way as well. And, uh, you know, yeah. if you do that, you're, you know, you're not guaranteed success, but your chances to be successful greatly increase. If you're just, you know, you believe in it, you do your due diligence, uh, do not be above any task or job. Do not be afraid to get out there in the trenches and deal with it. Do not be afraid to learn. Do not be afraid to improve. Um, 
Yeah. Who knows? You may make it past that five-year mark that they always talk about for small business. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, hey, I almost forgot. You, you have your own uh, sign on the attraction on the highway. You know, oh. That's a big deal, right? <laughs> How did that finally come about? Okay. So in you know how they have the blue signs on yep. the highways, attractions, food, gas. Yeah. Well, there was the attraction sign. It was empty. And empty. <laughs> and here we are. The biggest draw in Goochland County, yeah. right? And the only driving theater for hundreds of miles, yeah. right? So, uh, but there was a there was a rule with uh, Virginia Department of Transportation who does the signs that movie theaters are instantly disqualified from being on those as attractions. Hmm. And their thought was, well, movie theaters typically are kind of local attractions. Um, people aren't traveling many miles to go to a, right. a movie theater. Our argument was, and we thought it was well-founded, that, well, drive-ins are very rare these days. They are destinations for folks. Yeah. And it took uh, probably eight years. Wow. <laughs> Polite persistence is what I call it. So Wow. And then we had uh, John McGuire, who was a freshman delegate, uh, had come across um, our plight, so to speak. And he arranged to have a sit-down versus passing a bill. Yeah. Have a sit-down with myself and the folks from VDOT and kind of explain out everything. And they agree that, you know what, these are unique. These are attractions. And a couple months later, there we go. Got the logo on the screen and... Nice. It, it was some validation, to be honest with yeah. you. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, that's I, how that happened. I agree. I, I don't know if it was from a from a news article or something in paper or something, but I remember seeing like the conversation about how you were you guys were trying to have that happen, right. and then I don't know when it, when when was it? A couple of years back, uh, happened to see it. Like, 2018. Oh, 2018. So it's been a it's been a four years now. But it uh, you know those those signs you know. Each business that's on that on those highway signs, they you know you pay for that yourself. Yeah. The taxpayers oh, do wow. not. Wow! So uh, we always wanted to make that clear that we were not looking for any sort of taxpayer right. type thing. We were paying that out of pocket. Yeah. Well, it's a it's a way of advertising too. So if people drive by, oh, Gooch and driving. And what, there's that? a driving thing. Right, right. You know, <laughs> we've gotten a few folks that just do a quick exit. Nice. You know, see, just see what the deal is about, right? Yeah. yeah. You're like, sorry, online only. <laughs> you sold <go>. out. <laughs> sorry, kids. No. We've uh, next time. we've had some folks actually show up, you know, that weren't planning to stop but saw the sign and came in and bought a ticket right there in their car off their phone. That's and, awesome. So there you go. That's awesome. Well, thank you, John, for taking yeah. this time. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I always appreciate coming here. I can't uh, wait to come out to the next one. I think Jurassic Park is the next one that we're probably going to come out. Okay. Hopefully, yeah, that Jurassic World's coming. That. It's going to be a big one, too. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Arrive early. So. Yeah, arrive early. Thank you, John, and thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, I know you guys got something out of this for sure. There's a lot a lot of takeaways here and just, just a great story. Just another fellow entrepreneur. I mean, through and through. Um, so I appreciate John's time. And uh, if you guys are in the uh, Goochland, Virginia, Goochland County, Virginia, what is the, the name of this town again? Well, Haydensville. We're in Haydensville, but yeah. it's a map dot. You're going to yeah. miss it. So just <laughs> Goochland County. You'll Goochland find County. You're just Google Goochland Drive-In Theater. And there you go. And there you go. So if you're ever driving through, you know, definitely stop. Or you guys are local. The ones that are listening that are local, you can stop on by go on the website, right? Is that Goochland Drive-In? Theater.com. Theater. It's a very long 
uh, Again, website. Just Google it, right? Just Google Goochland Drive-In, and it's not like there's going to be any other ones that are going to pop up. So yeah. it pops up there, and you click on it, and you go. And you also have a Facebook page too, right? Yep, Facebook. That's uh, and I know we're running out of time here, but entrepreneurs, small business, make use of social media. It's so critical. It was huge for us, and we're pushing what 109,000, 110,000 fans on Facebook. Wow. And that's been very crucial. Great way to interact. It's free. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who runs that? Kind of like a team effort or do you go on there? Well, you know, I started out doing it. I started yeah. out doing it and, um, you know, I'll jump on there and everything. We kind of both will jump on. Yeah. There. But uh, you always want to peek on there and see what's happening and things yeah, like that. So. For sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So go on the Facebook, Goochland Driving on Facebook, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Goochland Driving Theater probably on Facebook. And, um, and that's a wrap, guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the Toro Company for always sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.